Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 70. Dad, we get official word we're not having Memorial Cup this year. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, no OHL hockey, it looks like, at all. And I guess the WHL and the Q will just hopefully play out their season at some point. I don't, I don't even know what they're going to do. It, it kind of feels like there's a lackluster feeling now of do you even want to compete for a championship? Because right. I guess you're still... For your league. For your league, right. but then it's just kind of the it's, end of the year. Yeah. I just, I just feel bad for the kids, right? That's two years. Even though we've only been in the pandemic for one year, it's two years of affecting junior hockey, which I miss. Because I, I, I actually enjoy it sometimes more than the NHL. It's also Kinda like the NCAA. Yeah, I was going to say, right? it's March Madness, even college football. There's something fun about people that aren't playing for money that you know, especially call, like NCAA, you know this guy is playing in this game and then probably has to go home and do homework. Right. So he's like us. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so today we're going to talk about uh, some NBA season fatigue. Uh, we have another no-hitter in the MLB. Um we're going to start, though, in the NHL because the new face is making impacts. Uh, Anthony Mantha scored in his first game with Washington. Yep. Really weird to see, but um, I'm, I think I've just accepted now that I'm happy for him and I hope Washington goes on a playoff run. They, it gave me a reason to cheer for them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Uh, Although Verena scored an ace goal for the Red Wings. That Coming out of the penalty box, it was a, he's a guy that I've, I've always liked and before it was just kind of liked him from a distance but it seems like in detroit he's going to get a real chance to be a top six top six forward he's going to be on the power play he's going to get every opportunity right. to be the best player possible sure yeah change of scenery sometimes helps and it also helps with taylor hall who scores two goals in his first three games with the bruins matching 37 games with the sabers unbelievable andres bjork also scored for buffalo but i feel like no one really talks about that right Except for maybe the Blackhawks are probably disappointed that they didn't get him at the deadline. Which is such a – for a guy that wasn't playing for Boston this year, I know the Bruins are a good team, but it's just kind of weird that Chicago would covet a guy like that. Yeah, yeah I thought it was weird too. Uh, Dallas Stars, we kind of have more bad than good. Tyler Sagan is apparently two weeks out from coming back. Right. But Alexander Radulov and Ben Bishop both ruled out for the season. Wow. Does this kill the Stars' playoff chances? I, I think it does, plus the fact that they've almost made up their games from COVID and they're still battling for a spot now. It's almost like a three-team race, is it not? Um, well, I was going to say, you. We were talk, I was talking about how you brought up, is there a chance Detroit makes the playoffs? You asked that right. a couple of days ago, and I said yes, but they'd have to pretty much win out and get some help. And they're doing that right now. It's it's not too far out of the question. They play Chicago again today on Saturday. Do they have to catch? And right. that win would put them at 41 points, and Chicago's at 45. That's, right. Uh, maybe 40. I don't know if they have, they have 38 or 39 points right now. So I, I'm going to say if, if the Red Wings get into a playoff race but still kind of sit somewhere near the bottom five of the league, I think that, that kind of proves this year, and it's worked for this year, the format of the schedule and standings. Right. Every other year, it should just be a straight conference playoffs. Yes. Instead of the dumb divisions. Agreed. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'm going to push the panic button, as every Leaf fan should. <laughs> Three-game losing streak, they lose to Montreal, Calgary, and Winnipeg. I have to say, the only game they actually really got 
outplayed by a lot was Winnipeg. Right. And that was really just a couple minutes of the game that yeah. kind of ended it for them. For sure. No Austin Matthews, which is, will be the caveat of that game. But yep. I think to me this showed more about how if Winnipeg is playing this way leading up to the playoffs, I feel a lot better about them. Agreed, yeah. Because really, again, I think we've kind of matched these two teams up, and if it comes down to goaltending, we kind of know who's got the better goaltender. We've seen Jack Campbell come back down to earth. Freddie Anderson skating, but if he's not ready to play regular season games, which I don't think they can bring him back to the lineup anyways yeah. because of cap restrictions. Right. I just can't see a way you bring him back for the first game of the playoffs. Right. And again, Campbell is a backup, right? Yeah. Like, I know he's a starter for Toronto right now, but that's not by choice. No, he is more in a perfect ideal situation. He's a 1B. Yeah. Like, if if you're – he would be good in a tandem. Like, he was Jonathan Quick's backup. Right. Backup, which I feel like we never talk about, like, the not-so-historical his, like success of Jonathan Quick backups. Because the Leafs already took one before, and that was yeah. Jonathan Bernier. Right. And then Martin Jones was Jonathan Quick backup, who, I mean, the Sharks did go to the Stanley Cup that one year. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, he's been a pretty big disappointment with the Sharks. Right. Um, I guess the thing for the Leafs is they still don't have their uh, trade deadline acquisition. Yeah, I guess they're waiting for the protocols until he's able to play. I don't know. So if he got traded Sunday, I guess by Tuesday he would have been quarantining so that he would have yeah. So ten it's I think it's ten days now. Seven. Oh, seven. Well, okay, well, there you go. So even because before it was fourteen coming from the States to Canada. Right. Now that it's down to seven, Felino should be in the lineup next week and that'll be a big jolt for this team. Yeah, that'll give him a boost for sure. And the third goalie for Toronto. Can't pronounce his name, but uh Redditch. Thank you. He reminds me of the uh, Zamboni driver that played in net for Carolina. Ayers, yeah, especially when he the goalie led it against um, Ehlers. Oh, that was such a like that was such a bad play overall because Marner's kind of skating back into the defensive zone, and as fast as Marner is and as skilled yeah. as he is, Nikolai Ehlers is right on top of him, and then Riddich goes to play it, even though it wasn't. It's like he was a video game, and he just kind of froze. Yeah, it's like he just assumed that Marner was going to win the puck battle, and if he didn't, he was just going to pass it to because he was like trying to receive a pass, and all of a sudden now he's trying to make a save. It was just it, it, it was weird because all Ehlers could do was tip it. Yeah, like he, he couldn't get anything on it. It, it like. Even if he would have just just did the old nineteen eighty five two pad slide, he would have made the save, right? I yeah. just I don't know. It's also it was a weird situation that Riddich was going to make his Leafs debut and flew with Calgary to the game. Again, protocols. It wouldn't normally happen, but I think just because you've been with those people, so now you know you're not gonna go to a new team and get sick. Like I they, I don't know if the NHL had anything to do with that. Maybe they said, hey, listen, we don't want you being around anybody else. You've been around these people, right? Which makes sense. Yeah. Right? It does. It just, that must have been. should have come out that way, though, rather than just, yeah. They flew together. Hey, guys, let's, yeah. That must have been the worst plane ride ever. Yeah, for sure. You're not on that team anymore. Yeah. And if you tried to say anything, especially in a hockey environment, that you would just get ripped to shreds. Yeah. Let's just say he's probably not in the Euchre tournament on the the flight there. (laughs) (laughs) He's by himself. Put your earbuds in and. Shut up. Yeah, especially a goalie. Goalies are goalies are weird enough, especially yeah. Czech goalies. That, that's another level. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks are coming back 
uh, tonight, actually. Yeah, tonight. Which no, it's, it's postponed tomorrow. Okay, so postponed again. Even so, Friday they were supposed to play, but yep. we also got those comments from JT Miller, which he right. said he was echoing the rest of the team. And yep. really, it's not fair. They had one practice, and yep. they yep. were going to have a pregame skate and then expect to play. I, I think, you know, from uh, kind of thought of what you used to say about the NFL, we're just going to push through. It's nice. I think the NHL kind of took his word seriously and got together with the union and said, yeah, these guys need a few more days. And Miller was one of the guys who was on the protocols list, but he said he didn't get sick at all. And he still, you, you can't go from sitting at home in like isolation and then on the ice playing NHL hockey. Like you're regardless of whether you're sick or you're just isolating. Yeah. You're you're still not doing anything. If you're not skating every day, you're going to lose for sure momentum. And he said that his lungs were on fire from the first skate. Uh, For sure. I, I been through it. I get it for sure. Understood. Uh, we also see the Colorado Avalanche are missing their next three games after yeah. first it was Philip Grubauer, now two other players added to the list. And it just, it's more of the NBA segment that I wanted to talk about, but it just feels like with the NHL and NBA, we're just kind of in the grind right now. Of we just, we just want to get to the playoffs. Right. And the, I'm not sure if either leagues thought of a bubble, but it might be an idea. I know the NHL talked about it a few weeks ago, right. but... It just it doesn't seem like it's gained any traction. No, maybe if things start getting worse here, they might look at it. But uh, and again, now you're at the, you're looking at really two different ends of the totem totem pole, right? With the Canucks and the Avs, right? You got one team who's pretty much last in the league, and the other team who's number one. Yeah, and Colorado, if they make any sort of playoff run, I think we have to give them a lot of credit for not just this postponement. They've had so many injuries throughout the year. And they still look like one of the league's best. Yeah. Uh, also one of the league's best, Steven Stamkos on LTIR again. Uh, this is not related to his previous injury last year. John Cooper uh, expects him to skate within the next seven to ten days. Right. Just kids just made a glass. Unfortunately, he just always injured. And yeah, I'm not surprised it's not the same injury. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out what he hasn't injured yet. Yeah, that it has been. Uh, I, I want to say rough career. He also did win a Stanley Cup, so I oh yeah yeah for sure the for sure of it. yeah yeah no he's been very successful, but he hasn't played a lot. No, especially really throughout his career in in the Stanley Cup final, he played what five minutes and scored yeah. a goal and right. had to leave again. It. Yeah, it's a it's a weird career already, and he's probably what twenty six, twenty seven. Yeah, somewhere he's still around young there. for sure. If if anything, it just kind of evens out the league here for a few weeks. And the Lightning game one of the playoffs. I mean, I think we'll probably talk about it every episode. Nikita Kucherov's injury is going to magically heal by game one of the playoffs. And this is a team who who's the newest guy they got? Ross Colton, right? Has eight goals on the year. Yeah. How how does Tampa Bay just keep doing? This? I know. I I don't know. And yeah, I'm just I'm just curious if Kucherov could come back early, which I'm assuming he probably could. They I, probably can't afford him, right? That that's why it's yeah. cap finagling. Where I bet he was he. At least, if not now, within the next few days, few weeks, he would be fine to play. But money-wise, they just can't do it. Does payroll play a factor in the playoffs? No, that's why. Oh, so you can have anyone. You can pick up anyone. 
Pretty much. Well, I, guess, I know you can't make moves and stuff, but I mean, anyone from your own roster, you could be over the salary cap. And yeah, that's, so Vegas, Vegas being like I told you, Vegas can only dress five defensemen right now because they're over the salary cap. So that'll be good for them. Yeah, that they'll get some relief for the playoffs. Yeah, they can go to six guys. I really, I still don't get teams. The Red Wings did the the other night where they had seven defensemen and thir- or and uh, twelve ele- forwards. Would it be eleven? 11, sorry, yeah. Yeah, that they were down, and I looked at their, because on Instagram they post like, oh, here's our starting lineup for tonight. Right. And the first line was Dylan Larkin, Philip Zadina, and a blank space. Huh. Uh, finally, at least my last thing for the NHL, St. Yep. Louis, Arizona play tonight. They are separated by one point, which as much as we talked about, I mean, not that we talk about the Coyotes that much, the fact that they're still in the playoff race and the Blues, who have been so up and down this year, it's fascinating that they're going to be playing for a playoff spot tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised these two teams are, are close. I've watched a lot of St. Louis Blues games this year, and I've watched two Arizona games, and they just have not impressed me. But they're obviously playing well because they're still there. And it's it's kind of weird that these two teams – it's 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 sad that they're tied, and this is probably their last game because they already had an eight-game series – yeah. At the beginning of the year, right, because of COVID or whatever. So it's it's too bad that they're running out of games to play against each other. I forgot about that. That was such a funny at the end it was a whole it was a whole playoff series and them going back yeah. and forth and I'm pretty sure it finished where Arizona won four, four, four to seven or yeah, something four like that. three and then they showed the last time Arizona won a playoff series or the only time or whatever. And I think it was against St. Louis in the first round. Like 1990 something. Yeah, because Keith Kachuk was the leading scorer or whatever. So, anyway, yeah. Uh, do you have anything else from the NHL? Uh, no. I can give you a Flyers update. They're putting in all their youngsters. Allison, it's you know what's bad is when Allison looks like the best player on the ice. And, again, he's an AHL or top three prospect for the Flyers. But So he's still young. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure he's young. He scored his first NHL goal today, so... <laughs> That they're was, still not good. That was like uh, for the Rangers, uh, Vitaly Kravtsov had his first goal. And we were watching the highlights together, and you d- didn't see the highlights. At least you didn't tell me you did. But you said, no, I hadn't that looked like them. offside. And and as soon as you said that, he loses his first NHL yeah, goal. That's, yeah, that was mean by the devils. <laughs> Just let him have his first yeah, goal. Yeah, you guys are terrible. Just let him have his glory. I tried to, to take the tape off the puck now and give it back to the ref here this game pucks back in play here's this puck that means nothing yeah i i tried to do it a couple i think it was yesterday i said to you oh what if the bruins made all these moves and the rangers catch them i think they're separated by six points now the bruins are yeah they've they've got themselves together i guess you could say getting taylor hall allows them to have jake debrusque on the third line yeah. which is the perfect role for him Exa- on this team exactly and pasternak scored his first in eight games so maybe that'll wake him up a little bit and bergeron's bergeron so I'm, I'm not too concerned about boston but i would say they're the fourth team i'm still holding on to i want to see not just because it would be capitals penguins i think islanders bruins especially the last two games the bruins have beat the islanders i think that would be an incredible playoff series but also kind of 
difficult to watch, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. it wouldn't be fun hockey, but no. that would be a playoff grind hockey grind. Yeah, for sure. And that, to me, would be a six or seven game series. And, and I think if you're the other two teams in that division, you'd like to see that matchup because then maybe you run into a team that's running out of gas yeah. in the second round. And that would be Washington-Pittsburgh, which they both made moves to bolster their team, and who doesn't want to see Crosby Ovechkin? Right. Uh, let's go to the NBA where fatigue, the season fatigue, we feel it in the NHL. It actually feels, I'm going to say 10 times worse than the NBA. The amount of injuries, and I'm just, I'll just go through them. LaMarcus Aldridge is actually retiring because of yeah, an irregular heartbeat. Wow. When a few weeks ago we were talking about, oh, it's not fair. Brooklyn's getting everybody yeah. Yeah. and they're, they're loading up. And Aldridge said in 2007 was the first time he realized he had this irregular heartbeat and then played... 13 more years in the nba right which incredible career people say he's a hall of famer i feel like at this point anytime someone retires we talked about it with julian edelman they just want to put anybody in the hall of fame and i love lamarcus aldrich i think his jersey should be retired in portland but i don't think he's a hall of famer yeah he needed a championship to even help his case i wonder if he if brooklyn wins if they would still give him a ring i don't know what the rules are for yeah, minimum sure. games uh, Jamal Murray, this is definitely the yeah. saddest one. He tears his ACL against Golden State. Out, They said out indefinitely. He's out for the year. You, yeah. You're not going to come back in a few weeks from an ACL injury. Unless he tries the um, McDavid oh, recovery, recovery method. method. Yeah. Denver He's as, Canadian. So. Yeah. Denver was building up to be. They had this lineup together that made so much sense. They were going to be such a formidable playoff team. Murray was playing his best basketball. And this really puts a damper in Denver. I'm not going to say they're done with because they still have Jokic, probably the first or second best center in the league. But right. I, I just I don't think they beat a healthy Lakers, a healthy Clippers, the yeah. Jazz. They just doesn't I'm, give them a fighting chance to beat them because Murray Murray's kind of like that goaltender from the NHL, right? He can win a game for you on his own. Mm -hmm. So uh, James Wiseman he uh, is out for the year with a meniscus injury. Um, for Golden State, they're fighting to be in this play-in tournament. Wiseman wasn't really as spectacular as he should have been. It does still hurt them, but I think Golden State still has a chance. Uh, Zach Levine, which would tie into the Toronto Raptors, who uh, last time I checked, they were tied for the 10 seed. I will double-check that, but because of the win last night for right. Toronto against Orlando Ooh. and Chicago beat, or Chicago loses to Memphis. What's wrong with the Bulls? That trade just really oh so apparently according to this the Raptors are actually the 10th seed now oh because boy. they're 23 and 34 and the Bulls are 22 and 33. Unbelievable. So tied them and also Washington tied Raptors have more wins and also have played more games so it just doesn't make sense. The Raptors are trying to tank and the Bulls are trying to win <laughs> and the Raptors might finish ahead of the Bulls. And so now the next few games, no Zach Levine for the Bulls, definitely helping the Raptors case. If you want them to make the playoffs, I know you don't. Well, I just didn't think – I really – if they're going to make it, that's fine. It makes it interesting. But if they don't, I really don't want them to. You know what I mean? But, again, they're beating teams that are behind them now. So I was hoping they get a top three pick. I think that's out of the question now. Especially when going into the game yesterday, there's no Kyle Lowry, no Pascal Siakam, no yeah. OG Ananobi, and it's, uh, I think the uh, headline for the story was Watanabe and Watson put up career nights. 
Yeah, it, and you know what? That's why I have problems watching them. It's it's because it doesn't feel like it's my team. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the, I don't know these guys, right? Like, it, but the I guess the upside for those guys is that they're obviously these guys are playing their blank off because they want to make the team next year, right? Or make some other team. You're right? trying it, to make an impression. Exactly. So so that's why these kids are playing so well, and that's why they're winning these games, right? They're, they, it's kind of that combination of they're playing for nothing to lose, but they're playing for everything to lose as individual players. Yeah, but as a team, if they don't make the playoffs, I don't think Raptors fans are going to come in uproar. No, no, definitely not. But, yeah, like I said, they're just they're, – it's almost like – it's the only fun thing about it is – you almost have that college feel because they're all you can see they're really trying, mm-hmm. right? So. And they're all really. And I think it's been the Raptors thing the last few years of they all. There's no really obviously they're individuals, but as a team, they cheer for each other. Absolutely, yes, yeah. It, like they were, they were um, all off the bench when Watson, you know, got his thirty or whatever. Like they were so excited for him, right? And you can see Kyle Lowry and even Fred Van Vliet coaching up Malachi Flynn and giving right. him pointers and. If you're a young point guard, I think I don't know if there's a better situation than the NBA to learn from two guys, and now you're getting the chance to play. And he's playing better. Mm-hmm. You're, you're seeing you're seeing the the results of of what you just said for sure. And if they're the ten seed, and you see a team like the New York Knicks who are playing really well, they beat Dallas, they win their fifth straight, their longest winning streak in who knows how long. But no playoff history, right? No experience there. Yeah, it, it, it leaves things open. So, yeah, you never know. You never know what could happen. If you put the Knicks who, I mean, if you want to talk about a tortured franchise, they are definitely one of, if not the most tortured franchise. You put them in a playoff game, a one game, basically yeah. game seven against the Raptors with all their experience. Right. That they that's probably the only way they haven't lost yet. So that would be a good experience for Knickerbocker fans would be to lose that way. The first pl- ev- first ever play in game. Let's lose it that way. Oh, that would be that would be so bad. Uh Jason Tatum, who him and Jalen Brown both had really good games against the Lakers, but we also uh found out Tatum, who is twenty three years old, probably one of the greatest, if not a peak athlete in the world. And he still needs an inhaler before every game because of his because of uh, when he got COVID. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I read a real good article, and I don't know if you had a chance to read that in Sports Illustrated. They had a really good article on kind of his upbringing and and talking about his mom and his daughter that he has now and stuff. So he's had to grow up. I think he's a son or son. Sorry. Anyway, he had to grow up pretty quick. Right. And it's cool his background because him and Bradley Beal are from the same town. They went to the same high school. They have the same trainer that's also from their city. It's right. It's a really cool story, and it's horrible to see the impact that it's had on him. That a 23 year old needs an inhaler to yeah. play in an NBA game. Right. I think it just shows the impact that obviously it's had on the world, but just individuals. Um, other injuries: uh, Donovan Mitchell out for several games with an ankle sprain. That I'm when I saw the schedule for today, I didn't see the times, and I just saw Utah versus the Lakers, and I just thought, oh my god, that's going to be the ABC game. That's going to be the Saturday night game. Right. It's not. Luckily, it is Boston Golden State, which definitely best case scenario, and it allows us to talk about Steph Curry, who over the last game and that last nine games, he scored at least thirty points. Right. He passed Wilt uh, for Warriors all-time scoring. Wow. 
he scored 53 against Denver, the game where Jamal Murray got hurt. Uh, versus Oklahoma City, he scored 42. He had 25 points in the third quarter. Uh, he was perfect in the third quarter, and he hit 11 threes during the game. And they are, what, a 500 team hanging on for number eight spot? Yeah, basically head above water to make the playoffs. And yeah. I think I said it last – maybe he Steph heard me because I said I wanted to see the Pelicans in the playoffs. Yeah. Steph Curry's on a mission. And Saturday night – well, tonight, uh, Golden State-Boston, that's going to be a really fun game. Right. Boston's won five in a row, so that should be interesting. Uh, other injuries – oh, Anthony Davis uh, cleared for full on-court activity – uh, they said he could be back versus Utah. I imagine he's back within the next week or two. And, and, I mean, it's a bright side for the Lakers, who really, for not having your two best players, they've kind of tread water pretty well. Although it looks like they sure are having a lot of fun on the sidelines there. Every yeah. highlight, I tell you. <laughs> they don't look like they're uh, upset at all, Davis and LeBron. They, they're clearly having fun. I think my only concern, and I think it goes back to the Laker team last year in the bubble, they just – I think it's hard for any team to come together this year. You don't get to hang out in locker – I guess in the locker room, but outside of playing or practice, you don't really get to be with the team. It's going to be interesting in the NHL and the NBA who the champions are because how well are these – how cohesive are these teams. Right. Uh, the play-in tournament, we saw Mark Cuban and Luka Doncic both complain about it. All I, all I really wanted to bring up is the only reason they're complaining about it is because they're the seventh seed and they would have to play in the tournament. Yeah, it affects them. I just, it really bothered me. And I love Dallas. I think they're great. Luka Doncic had a ridiculous game winner this week where he jumped off one foot from the three-point line and basically hit, hit a floater right. from the three-point line. But hearing them complain about it, I just... I don't really care. You're in the seven seed. You're complaining because you have to be in these games. If they were the three seed, we wouldn't hear anything about it. Of course. Like, do you, we don't hear the Lakers or the Clippers or the Nets go, you know what sucks? The play-in game. Right. No one, no one's bothered by that. Obviously, Mark Cuban is probably just defending his player, but I just, I also wanted to see, I would want to see if they're the 11 seed, if Dallas was the 11 seed, if they're having a really bad year. Would they then complain about the playing tournament? Right. And now, is this a permanent thing? The NBA or... That, or I, I don't actually know. Okay. Well, I know they because they changed it from the bubble, and that really that really made me upset. Because I loved the format of you have to play two games. If yeah. you're the lower seed, you have to win both. Yeah, they didn't quite get it right, but at least they... Again, they're making it a little bit more interesting for a couple of more cities. Yeah is the idea uh the WNBA commissioner's cup which i think is uh so the WNBA released their schedule the commissioner's cup is a tournament that is going to run concurrently with the WNBA season and there's going to be designated games during the regular season for cup play or for the commissioner's cup okay and so you get points based on wins not just in in those regular season games but the designated games and then after because the, they have uh an olympic break the top two teams in each conference play for uh, the separate championship. And I just thought it was a great idea to, first of all, make the WNBA more entertaining. I would love to see, I've, I'm flipping through channels and I see, oh, it's a commissioner's cup game. I think that's adds a playoff element almost. Right. And I think it's something if the NBA, I feel like the NBA wanted this to happen to see if it works. Right. And 
who it, it doesn't affect the regular season. You don't have to add or take away games. Yep. It's just a part of the season. Right. I thought right. it was a really it's good idea. Kind of um, a next level of uh, a Saturday night NHL hockey game. Yeah. Right. Hockey night in Canada, which it, should mean a little bit more than it, it ever does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah. Um, I think, oh wait, no, I had a couple of things. Uh, Ben Simmons, just because this is the NBA and it is basically the closest thing we have to the Kardashians. Yep. He first called out the Brooklyn Nets and said the comment that I think we've heard way too many times, especially with oddly enough, Kevin Durant teams. And he says, you know, well, there's only one ball. How are they going to play together? Right. Uh, And then he says, you also have to play defense, which I thought... The one ball thing I'm kind of annoyed with because we saw Golden State make it work right. for three, four years. The defense thing I, I think is a genuine question, especially losing Lamarcus Aldridge now. Who on um, Brooklyn? Who is covering Giannis? Who is covering Joel Embiid? Who is even covering Ben Simmons? Besides right. Simmons not being a good shooter, I just it's I don't like that he called them out, but I think he said what everybody was thinking. It's just, it's weird how they would talk about this because basically, like you wrote here, it's it's um, billboard material for other teams, mm-hmm. right? Like Brooklyn, if they playing the Sixers, would I'm sure they would have that out here. Oh, for sure. Right? Like it would be, yeah, I, I would definitely use it. I think Ben Simmons is also, he's becoming an embodiment of just Philadelphia as a city. Kevin Durant, the last time they played, I think, last week, Kevin Durant wasn't playing, and they were booing Kevin Durant. And his right. reaction was hilarious. He just kind of shrugged, and you could say he's thinking, why are you booing me? I'm not playing. Good uh, players get booed. Yeah. you, you, you got to take that as a compliment. And he also called out Rudy Gobert, who everybody says should be, or apparently to him, everybody thinks he's the defensive player of the year. Simmons said that um, I have to guard Kevin Durant, if not Kevin Durant, then Kyrie Irving. Who else is doing that? He also said when I played Rudy Gobert, he had his career high 42 points. <laughs> it's, again, it's something you would never see in any other league. Right. But I, I honestly, at this point, just see it as a positive to see players just talk candidly. Yeah. That's yeah, def- definitely different than any of the other leagues. Um. We also found out Michael Jordan is going to present Kobe Bryant into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. That's nice. I think it's I think it's the perfect send-off, especially yeah. Jordan always called him his little brother. Right. It's yeah. definitely going to be an emotional day for basketball fans. For sure. But I think they really they made the right choice there. Uh, our final NBA story, I think, yes, which Anthony Edwards, he has slowly, via social media, become one of my favorite NBA players. He is just pure entertainment. He just doesn't really have a filter. But it's not like in Ben Simmons' way where he's calling out teams. He's just funny. They asked him who Alex Rodriguez, who's buying the Minnesota Timberwolves, is. Right. He had no idea who it was. Wow. And just had no reaction. And and then I started going back, and someone asked him about being a multi-sport athlete. And he said, if there's money, I'll play any sport. And they kept asking football. He used to play football. He's like, hockey. Right there's money i'll play right he uh, him and uh, the charlotte hornets to me the charlotte hornets commentators are the two winners of the season just because they are absolutely hilarious i've taped their next two games i'm i'm just hoping it's them i don't know if nba pass is the same as the nhl where you can pick which um 
commentators you want to listen to? Like which broadcast? Mm, um, that I'm not sure. Which brings up a question. Uh, I'll save mine for the end. Okay. Um, that is it for the NBA. The NFL, only one story again, and it's Trevor Lawrence, who is the very presumed number one pick. I don't think right. there's any doubts until uh, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated, and the one quote everybody took was, I don't have a huge chip on my shoulder. Do you think that's concerning to hear from an uh, NFL prospect? No, I don't think so. But I think if he really doesn't want to play in Jacksonville, he could say he doesn't want to play there. Yeah, to me that wasn't the problem. He right. just – I was a little concerned just of even his dad said he could walk away from football tomorrow and it wouldn't bother him. Right. So maybe he doesn't have a real love for the sport Which, like some of the other players he, do, right? He then clarified his comments and said that he loves football. He has an internal drive. He basically just said all the right things at that point. I don't think it's a red flag enough to not make him the number one pick, but I think if two, three years down the line, we don't see him as the player we thought he was, right. I think this is the evidence that we have for it. Right. I, I use a generational talent, and I think he could turn around Jacksonville. Not, I'm not going to say a playoff team, but he could turn around that franchise in the next few years. Uh, we'll go to the MLB, where we have another no-hitter, Carlos Rodon, who... It should have been a perfect game. Right. He hits uh, Roberto Perez in the ninth inning with one out. And it just, do you, th first of all, did you see him hit Perez? Is that the one where you kind of leaned into it? That's was going to be my question. He, yeah, he, he, did, he did. He denied he, he did, but. He, he certainly didn't get out of the way. No. Definitely not. Like, he, the pitch was coming and, and he leaned into it. Like, but not leaning in, in into it as in terms of he was getting ready to swing. Mm -hmm. He just took it. Which and... I think we said before that not enough players do that. In that situation, I know you don't want to give a guy a perfect, perfect game, game. But, yeah. I know. I know. That, that's competition, though, right? If you're at the plate, you wouldn't do it. I, I, I'm not saying you, you would do what he did. But if you're in that same situation, you probably would. Maybe not lean in, but maybe just not move. Oh, I would probably lean in. Yeah. If if I'm if our team's getting no the only thing is like I know you're breaking up history. I guess though maybe I'm a hypocrite then for being mad at Perez because I would do the same thing. Right. But it, it is in the spirit of competition, and I Rodon just kind of laughed. Like he, yeah. You never. I don't think I've ever seen a pitcher lose a perfect game or a no hitter and be like mad about it. Right. Because you get so close. Yeah. I always think of Armando Galarraga, who yeah. lost his perfect game because of the umpire. Right. Who cried after the game. Yeah. Uh, the Detroit Tigers sweep the Houston Astros, which is not something I said in 2014. It's today. Right. Yeah. The Astros are missing Bregman and Altuve and I think Correa. They're missing quite a few guys. I'm going to say this is more about A.J. Hinch coming back to Houston and bringing revenge. And I'm going to say um, it was probably due to uh, they had some garbage cans for the Tigers and the Houston Astros did not have any. Uh, I, I love this Houston Astros smear campaign is amazing. Even though it's a year later than it should have been, it's still deserved. And honestly, there's a part of me that wants to see the Astros make the playoffs just to see what happens in opposing ballparks. Right. Uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers... Uh, I'm going to say their player of the week is not Justin Turner, although he's had a great start to the year. It is the fan who caught a home run with his nachos. Okay. 
and had the nacho cheese all over him. First of all, I have to say, nacho cheese, thats that stuff's gross. It's just yeah. like synthetic cheese. Yeah, it's not even cheese. That's why catching a home run ball, to me, completely worth it with the nachos. Right. Uh, the Dodgers are playing the Padres this weekend. Fernando Tatis Jr. expected back. We also find out Cody Bellinger out with a fractured uh, hairline fracture in his leg. Wow, because that first game, that was almost the first time I almost felt like to watch another MLB game other than the Yankees after watching the highlights of the um, extra inning game last night with the Dodgers and the Padres. it's it's. I think it's going to hopefully be an exciting race for the whole year. I, w- I would think so. It seems, especially getting Tatis, if Tatis was out for an extended amount of time, I think right. that put a real wrench in it. But now, I... I really think the Padres, they are going to have to steal a few of these first game games from the Dodgers to yeah. keep the division race close. But I think the Padres are a playoff team. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I absolutely loved this video of Bryce Harper defending Ronald, Ronald Acuna Jr., who uh, from the crowd, a fan is yelling at Harper, and he says, you'll never be better than Acuna. Right. He keeps saying Acuna. And Harper isn't defending himself. He isn't saying, no, I'm better than him. He's right. saying it's Acuna, like correcting his right. pronou- pronunciation. pronunciation of his last name. I think Bryce Harper is one of the most charismatic people, and a lot of people love to hate him. Right. I think in, in that situation, I, I just, I don't know how you wouldn't love him. For He doesn't care. Also, he doesn't care what one fan thinks no, about him. of course not. But I, I just love that he's pr- correcting how to pronounce his name. Right. And also, how would you... Acuna? I guess that is close. Yeah. But um, I got just a big props to Bryce Harper for that one. (laughs) Uh, Let's go to our Yankees update, where uh, they currently have the worst record in the AL. Right. And here's a stat for you. Three of the last six years, they've had this exact same record. Wow. Yeah. So we got them right where we want them. (laughs) I was gonna say this is in a hundred sixty two game season, it's game fifteen today. Fourteen. They're five and eight going into today. It's it's not panic time. It's it's the it's early in the season and really it's the bats that they're waiting for. Absolutely. Pitching's there, bats non existent on a quite a few players. Um so yeah, yeah, it'll eventually come around. Just I wanna play some of these other teams, like I've already seen all these teams last year, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay and Tampa Toronto. Tampa Bay, we've played twice. We've played the Jays twice. It's, it feels like it's a bubble season. Let's let's play the uh, Seattle Mariners. Let's go play some of these other teams that are really not that good. I, I think that is something, and I didn't think about it until you said going to play Seattle. I think a road trip is what's really going to help these Yankees. I agree. If you're going from New York to Tampa Bay to uh, Dunedin, Florida. Right. Not much of a road trip. I think yeah. even a Midwest road trip right. would help this team. I agree. Um, I think that was that might be all I have. This is a pretty short episode so far. Outside of um, the NCAA is going to allow one free transfer in pretty much any sport. I just have to say, as much as I give the NCAA gripe and how many mistakes they made, I really like this choice. So this one free transfer means that a player doesn't have to sit out for a year. Okay, gotcha. Is that because of COVID, or is this just a new transfer rule they're putting in place? Uh, just a new rule, and really, that's for the NCAA and all their mistakes. Right. I'm I'm happy that they can 
figure out because one free transfer that's fine you don't have to allow a guy to transfer three times in five years yeah but just one guys make mistakes like justin fields went to georgia and as soon as he didn't start his first year he went to ohio state there's a lot of changes we see like that right um and that's that's really all i have for this one what is your what is your one one question was did um is bally sports is that a new network or is that someone bought out by somebody else because all of a sudden it's everywhere yeah so bally sports uh i want to say it's bally sports isn't the company they have like a company on top of them but i can't remember what their name is so they bought out all of fox sports regional networks okay gotcha because yeah i've noticed yeah and it just happened recently like it's almost like everything is bally sports now so i was wondering where because to me bally is a uh, fitness it's like good life um, it's like a chain mm-hmm. that doesn't exist anymore in Canada anyway. So like Bally Sports, where did this come from? And it just happened over the last week or so. So I thought I'd better ask you about that. A lot of people were complaining about it. I I, I don't know. Maybe it's just I, I don't care. Like I, I don't care how my like I don't lose my commentators. It's just no. people get mad. And honestly, people got mad about it. And at first I kind of thought why. But then I, I realized that the, the screen changed. Yeah, I, I like it at the top myself better than at the bottom i always like i guess because you get used to it i don't know yeah for me i'm a like top oh marley's coming in (laughs) um i always weirdly like and it's very specific in the top left corner yeah kind of away from the action i don't really care if it's at the bottom people say it's distracting to see the other scores of other games yeah i don't especially because i tape other games so i don't want to see what's going on so yeah your eye kind of gets distracted to look to see what's happening there because at the top i don't know i just like it at the top better I, for whatever re- i don't know if i'm because i'm used to it or i think it's also more and it depends on the sport i think in most cases though it's more out of the action right yeah than in the bottom where it could be in the action kind it, of yeah the nhl i think it wouldn't really because at the bottom it would just be like the glass is what you're yeah. blocking yeah that's yeah. It made me think of all the like old, uh, like um, scoreboards that I missed. Like I was thinking of the, I think it was Fox who used to do when it was under two minutes left in the game, they the numbers would turn red or like the whole right. uh, clock would turn red. Right. It was little things like that. Even I was watching an old the old um, it was Golden State Oklahoma City when Steph Curry hit the like half court shot in overtime. Every time there was a three shot the three-point line lit up red oh and wow. i think they only did that for that one year but i thought that's kind of cool right it's different you're trying things and seth curry's hitting too many threes so they're thinking that's too distracting yeah try something else um i think that that wraps it up for this one unless i thought, i guess that was your last thing yeah yeah i just had a question about that um so yeah we'll be back uh monday and besides that we'll see you next time